0: Hey folks, quick update before this week's episode. I will be joining the Autopod Decepticast at TFCon Chicago. Happening October 26th through the 28th at the Crown Plaza Hotel and Conference Center. They'll be hosting a program called Mental Movie Moments that highlights and recaps some of the fan-favorite moments of their podcast, which is a minute-by-minute breakdown of Transformers the Movie. Listen to upcoming episodes of Mike Seibert Radio and Autopod Decepticast for more information and exciting updates. TFCon Chicago, be there and be square. Also want to remind you that I will be your MC for the 2018 Little Black Dress Party Charity Event benefiting the Eastside Firefighters Benevolent Fund at Raw Bar 89 on October 6th. Mike Cyber Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio I am your host if you'd like to get a hold of me I am at Mike Cybert Radio like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and Instagram and write into the mailbag Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com and the spelling on that BT dubs is S-E-I-B-E-R-T uh, just like it sounds <laughs> uh this is the podcast radio show where i talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week it's a pop culture show from seattle featuring interviews independent artists and occasionally more and this week my guest is michael geisler formerly of these young fools and flicker and fade and he joins me now on the phone to talk about his new solo project by Tor. thanks for taking the time to jump on with me today
1: Oh hell yeah, man! Thanks for calling me. It's always fun to chat with you and do podcasts and radio interviews. It's awesome.
0: Oh hell yeah! Well, and and it's been way too long. I mean, it's been what like uh, uh, just about a year now uh, since uh, since we last connected. It's it's been way too long. <laughs> so. I know. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, part of the reason why I'm calling today, one, just to, you know, catch up because it has been so long. But I've been uh, keeping an eye on your social medias and seeing what uh, uh, Bytor has been up to, which is, you know, mostly what we're going to talk about today. But it looks like the uh, uh, the next installment in your documentary video is uh, coming out on the 28th. So I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to hype that up and talk about Bytor. And all this other stuff, uh, you know, kind of build a build a little bit of hype uh, for the for the next chapter of that uh, documentary you're working on. Hell yeah, man! Yep, this Friday coming out. Awesome so um, so before before we get too far uh, let's uh let's kind of wind the clocks back because you know since since it has been um, uh, a little bit of time since uh, I mean because I mean I talk about you all the time, but uh, since uh, since uh, my listeners have had the opportunity to hear from you, uh, could you take a, a half minute and kind of reintroduce yourself to the audience and and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, man, my name is Michael Geisler, aka Bytor. That is my stage name now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I recently just moved back from Seattle after spending five years out there to my hometown in Albuquerque. Fortunately, my band, These Young Fools and Flicker and Fade, don't exist anymore. Just It was heartbreaking for me. But, you know, guys quit on me, and then I just decided probably the best thing for me to do is go back home. But I'm not going to quit myself. I'm going to keep at it and decided just to go forth with Bitor and just keep at it, man.
0: That's awesome. So, um, your your new website is bitormusic.com and you've uh you've been hitting the ground running in terms of uh putting up material for folks to uh, check out. Um and yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So, um I I guess let's start there. Um what what's kind of the uh the origin of Bitor? Where where does that actually come from? So for the past
1: decade, I've been really trying to get at this music career. And every time I've been in a band, see, I'm a huge Rush fan, and Bytor is a Rush song, and the song is called Bytor and the Snow Dog. And I've always wanted a band to be called Bytor. And every time i brought up the name, you know, nobody was partial to Rush like I am. <laughs> so it always would get nixed. <laughs> but once um, Flicker and Faith ended... I just remember I was just sitting almost practically in the corner to myself, pretty mm-hmm. sad about it all, because I really felt that band had what it take to make it. But I, I was looking down at my left wrist, because I had a tattoo, which is the logo, my skull logo. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it thinking, all right, that's going to be my logo, and I'm just going to go with Tour. I've been wanting to do that for years, and I'm just going to do it by myself until I find the right guys. That's basically how Tour got started.
0: That's cool because I mean it's uh, uh, your new instrumental single that you've put out recently for folks to download. Um, I was uh, I was checking that out and that's 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 pretty cool. I I, I like what you're doing uh, musically, even if it's just as a uh, solo project for now. It's a uh, it's pretty rad.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely appreciate that.
0: Um. So upon uh returning to Albuquerque from from Seattle, um you know you uh, you've kind of rebranded as bytor but uh something you've been doing uh uh very recently in addition to uh, the new music you've been putting out is you've been uh, producing this uh, documentary series and and I watched the the first part of it um mostly out of vanity because i I heard somewhere <laughs> excuse me um i I heard somewhere that uh, that I was mentioned in it, so I was like, "Oh, I got to check this out." I, I, I kid, I was—I I had already watched it, but—but but no, it was. It's—it's. Uh, um, it's, uh, could you uh, talk about kind of where you were coming from uh, in wanting to do this style of documentary, and maybe kind of like the uh, uh, origins of that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, this goes back all the way to These Young Fools days when I, I wanted to do a documentary like this just kind of to get people to connect with us as a band and as people because I believe that nowadays it's, it's hard to get people to even A, pay attention to your music and then actually purchase your music if they don't have some sort of connection and so I think a documentary is pretty powerful piece of material that could mm-hmm. hopefully get people connect with you and buy your music but Every time I would want to get the documentary started, someone would quit, and then we had to go get a new guy, and so forth. And then over all the years, everybody kept asking me, what happened to these young fools? And then why is, what's flickering fade? What's going on? So I got kind of tired of explaining it over and over, so I thought, I'm just going to make a documentary, just tell my story, I have all this footage, I'm going to put it together, and those people that are always curious of what really happened, will just Please watch the documentary, and
0: you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and that and that's um, that's really what we're trying to encourage folks to do here is to you know check out the documentary uh, "Becoming By Tour" that is uh, on ByTorMusic.com. And again, we're talking to uh, Michael Geisler, a good uh, good buddy of mine from uh, back in the KGRG days. And um, yeah, like like I said, I, I watched the uh, first part of it. Um, was really impressed with the. Uh, uh, the, the professionalism of it, you know, it, it's, it's uh, very well put together, uh, tons of, you know, photos and video clips and, and, uh, um, and, and all those cool things. Um, so I got to ask then, so what, what all goes into that, uh, level of production? Like, uh, um, were you working with, uh, with other people on this project or were you doing it mostly self-produced? How, uh, how's that come together?
1: uh so ninety five percent self produced my sister is a really good videographer and also really great at making vi- um like intro videos and like animation so she did my whole main title screen mm-hmm. becoming vitor and she's also kind of like a second eye on color correction and that type of stuff but no i just i film it all myself, which is very difficult it's hard <laughs> to talk to a camera by yourself. <laughs> as if someone's asking me questions right so i kind of have to pretend that that's going on um and then i have this awesome software called final cut pro on a mac and i just spend hours and hours just putting clips together seeking audios it's it's a ton of work i mean Mm -hmm. for one minute could take three hours just to nail
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I there's a reason why I'm a podcaster and not say like a YouTuber or a video producer or anything. Well, one, because I have a face for radio, but uh, but no, uh, uh, audio audio editing is uh, is not without its own challenges. And to add video on top of that, that's uh, um, again, it's it's an ambitious project. Uh, that you've been working on on the uh, documentary. So so part one kind of took us up through uh, kind of the end of the These Young Fools era, which, I mean, for me was very informative because I wasn't really uh, associated with your history with uh, previous bands and some of the other projects that you had been doing uh, musically, you know, kind of prior to These Young Fools because that, I, I you know, you and I got connected, and I met you kind of like at like i would say maybe like the the mid to end point of uh, of these young fools, so it was it was a, again it was a, it was a fascinating um. Uh. Watch. Um. But I'd like to talk a little bit about what uh what folks have to look forward to in uh part two, which is uh, currently being produced and will be uh, out and available uh, this Friday, the twenty eighth. Uh. What uh. What can you tell us about part two of becoming by tour?
1: Yeah, like you said, part one is kind of my journey out there. It was the first. I had two to three years of these young fools made different lineup changes. Mm -hmm. And then the tragedy of our drummer happened, which I, it's hard for me to discuss all of that kind of stuff. And so that really ended what I felt was the best chance I had at actually getting somewhere with the band when I'm working with the record label and making a sweet video. And then unfortunately, the dude almost died. So part two is just kind of continuing what happened after that between me and Ethan and then why we ended up having to get another vocalist, why we ended up eventually having to change the name from These Young of Slicker and Fade. And, you know, actually, originally when I thought of doing this documentary, I didn't know it was going to be part one, part two. And actually, I'm going to have to do a part three because I thought I could nail this story <laughs> in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Turns out, I have way too much to talk about, and I can't just cut it down. Sure. And so there's going to be a part three after this, which is going to be what happened to Slicker and Fade, oh, okay. why am I back in Albuquerque, and why I'm becoming Vitor.
0: Gotcha. Well, and and that will kind of lead us right back up to where we are today. So that'll, um, that will that'll be nice to have that um all complete as one uh kind of kind of behind the music type of type of saga and then you know after after folks watch that you know they'll they'll be uh, caught up um there uh, there were a handful of questions that i was uh that i was going to ask you about that era because for me personally kind of being involved uh, with you guys, at least tangentially, in terms of like you know supporting and uh, playing your music and and hanging out with you guys, um, I I gotta tell you when when things happened and I still don't know what happened, um, uh, it, it really kind of threw me for a loop because um, I felt like you know, the you guys were kind of, like, at the top of your game and were just getting ready to to uh, crest over into that next level to where, you know, maybe the next time that I reached out for, like, an interview request or something like that, you know, you'd be on, uh, you know, some other... On, on to bigger and better things and not necessarily have the uh, uh, time and opportunity for a little college radio guy. And so, yeah, so when... When you all uh, went separate uh, directions, um, just just for me personally as a fan, it it really did kind of throw me for a loop. So so I'm not I'm not going to ask you and get into uh, that particular aspect of the story because um, it sounds like that's going to be covered in the documentary. Um, But, yeah, I. Yeah, discussion-wise, I, I wasn't quite sure where to go from there because I don't want to necessarily um uh spoil, you know, things that are coming up in uh part 2 and part 3 of Becoming Bytor. but um but yeah, it's it, it it's something that, you know, um you know, I I've I've kind of sort of kept my distance um a little bit because I wasn't quite sure how to um interact with you guys. You know, it's like I've had, you know, a little bit of correspondence with Corey here and there. I've had some correspondence with uh uh with you here and there. And both of you guys, you know, uh were able to contribute those awesome uh goodbye messages for, you know, Big E, Airhorn Elijah during his last show on KGRG. So uh I, you know, I've kind of dipped my toe in, but um I'll be honest with you, Michael, this is really kind of like the first time that that i've really kind of gone there and said you know what i'm i'm going to open the gates back up i'm going to start associating with you know all these guys and you know not a you know not pick sides or anything like that um i i guess what i what i would like to ask you though is um what has it been like uh, interacting with uh, with any of your former bandmates? If, if you've had any interaction with any of your former bandmates?
1: Yeah, I've I haven't talked to anybody from these young fools except for Will, which he was a drummer that um, almost died. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, we'll talk back and forth. His story is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody else, I lost contact with all of them. As far as Flicker and Fade, I'm still in contact with Ryan, and we fully plan on doing something with each other in the mm-hmm. future. If I could just get out on a tour, well, I know I got a bass player to play with. As far <laughs> That's as being, awesome. I know. As far as being Corey goes, and he's he's a great guy, and he just really wasn't ready to take the next step I and mean, I knew he wanted to but it just yeah. kind of felt like he just couldn't maybe handle it. I just I'm not 100% sure with that. Sure. But we'll, we'll talk every now and then and yeah. I would like to, you know, a big part of what I'm trying to do with Victorious, yes, I want to find guys to complete this band. But when it comes to vocalists, vocalist cuz all the instrumentals I have, I I want I wrote those for a vocalist Oh, okay. And if I can't find a permanent vocalist, then I'd like to feature people. And when me and Corey left off, I said, hey, dude, don't be surprised if I hit you up wanting you to sing to some of my songs, because I, I've always loved your voice.
2: You know, mm-hmm. You've got a
1: great voice, and you know how to write. And so I think the door is always open for us to possibly work with each other in kind of that manner, just featuring
0: Gotcha, well, and and I don't mean to be super like TMZ guy, you know, like you know, give give me the scoop, but I I you know ha- have to confess that that curiosity there, just being a fan as well as being a friend, um, and that and that was really kind of the the question that's been kind of nagging me these last couple months. It's like, are these guys cool, or you know, just not really knowing um again kind of how things uh, uh turned out there um so that so that's good to hear i i'm i'm glad and encouraged to hear that at least the uh the door is open um because you know it, it it, it's interesting, like, you know, again, I, I follow all of you guys on, you know, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and, you know, I, I could see little interactions here and there, you know, like a like here and there, uh, back and forth, so I'm like, well, you know what, the, the people that... That I don't associate with, or you know, folks that I'm not, you know, around anymore. I'm not liking their stuff on Facebook. So, uh, so, so that <laughs> that that at least gave me a little bit of uh, um, encouragement there. So, um, so with that. I suppose let's um, yeah let's let's talk about the future. I mean, like uh, so long term is uh, am I understanding correctly that you're looking to uh, position Bitor as a full band uh, later on down the line?
1: Yeah, that is correct. I hope to find a drummer, bass player, more importantly, a vocalist is mm-hmm. really my main focus and search because I could always hire you know. a drummer or bass player but like i said ryan will always be available right so it's almost just finding a drummer and a vocalist (laughs) yeah i would love to get Vitor back and be ultimately i just want to be a full band again that's where i feel the the most satisfaction as far as music goes and playing with guys
0: very cool i mean well, I mean, because like like I mentioned at the top, you know, it's like I I uh, listened to Never Over, you know, your uh, new instrumental track that you've put out on your website again, uh, bytourmusic dot com, and I really liked it because it it's and in fact even like during my time. Uh, uh, supporting you in you know uh, uh, the these young fools and flicker and fade era is you know like y- you guys would throw down um, you know quite a few instrumentals you know whether it be live or on uh, um, on uh, on extra tracks um, so so it, it, I guess for my ear I'm already kind of used to hearing your music kind of as a stripped down uh, instrumental type of thing so um, you know I, I obviously having extra parts in there would be would be ra- really great as well but I just um I, I I just like your riffs dude it's just you know it's uh you know it's it, it's catchy but uh kind of gets that you know dark moody atmospheric uh type quality and I I've uh I I've always appreciated enjoyed that uh that texture in your music so I'm I, I'm definitely hoping to hear uh hear more of that in the future you know as uh as, again, as a fan and as a friend.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. You know, that really means a lot to me. And really my main goal as a musician and with Bitor and pretty much all the other bands I've ever been in, but especially with Bitor, I just want to create positivity in this world with my music and with the beautiful languages, well, music, mm-hmm. you know. It's pretty much it. And I, my main vision and goal is to do that. But along with my music, and I've been trying to do this for years with the bands, but like I said, every time we get to the point of the next level, something would happen. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, this Becoming bi-tour documentary series, it's the first episode, which is coming home. It's going to be part three, explains my Seattle story and coming back. And then there's going to be an episode two after that, which is going to be diving a little bit more into how I became a musician, why am I a musician, my favorite bands, the mm-hmm. bands actually before These Young Fools. because I actually played in a band with my family, and that was the first band I played in. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that time. Then episode three is going to be the most important episode, which talks about what KTF is. Because I don't know if you've noticed that I've, I always add kind of just the letters KTF amongst a lot of my stuff.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, as well as the uh, you know, uh uh music on world off uh philosophy. I I wanted to get into that a little bit. If, uh yeah, uh, tell me about uh, uh both uh, uh KTF and music on world off and just kinda your uh, your your general philosophy.
1: Yeah, I, I just I always loved the, the term music on world off. I remember uh, five years ago, I came across this picture of a light switch that had music on and then rolled off at the bottom. And I thought, dang, no bands really use that slogan. I'm going to use that as my slogan because that's how it is for me. It's, I love just to put on my headphones, walk around, and it's fully music on and just the world around you is just off. And it's really just a beautiful experience that I know probably everybody in the world could understand that. And then as far as KTF goes, KTF just means keep the faith. It's a thing that my dad came up with when he was an English teacher. And just, I'm, he's going to explain the whole story in that episode. But basically it just hit him. There's this kid that wanted to make a baseball team. My dad said, just write down KTF every single day. He's like, what does that mean? It just means keep the faith, <laughs> keep the faith in your goals, keep the faith in your dreams. And over the years, there's been so many kids that have been writing down KTF, so many amazing, crazy things have happened to people, just the fact they got something to believe in. And so I want to keep continuing that message, especially through music, because music is so powerful, and this message, I believe, is powerful too, in a world that is, unfortunately, pretty negative these days.
0: Yeah, we could always use a little more positivity in the world. And, and like you said, especially in the times we're in now.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, so uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, you you talked about, uh, you know, kind of the, the KTF philosophy and, you know, music on and world off. You know, some of your, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, branding slogans and and just kind of you know expressions of uh who you are but the thing that I either if I've asked I don't remember um so uh, apologies for that but I uh, one of the 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 things that's most prominent on you know your website and social medias and and everything that you're putting out is the uh the distinctive skull logo and i was uh i was wondering if you could tell me if there's a particular story behind that or you know may, maybe talk about uh why that particular icon is uh is so significant in in what you're doing
1: yeah so a funny story a couple of days ago my aunts actually asked me because they've been watching documentary and why the skull like it's it's not a unique idea i mean they were just telling me the truth i'm like you're right the skull is definitely not a unique idea it's been around everywhere, but here's the story with this skull:
2: mm-hmm.
1: is before I moved out to Seattle, I had this girlfriend named Kelsey, and I came home from work one day, and she was drawing up these skulls. And I said, "Oh, well, those are actually really cool. That would make a good tattoo." And she said, "I know. Do you want to go get it right now?" <laughs> and so we just got these matching tattoos on the whim.
0: Oh man!
1: And it was right before I moved out to Seattle because we moved out together. And just throughout the years, I mean, it's on my left wrist. And so every time I play guitar, I always look at it.
0: Oh, sure. And as, always, as I'm standing always here always in the studio putting smile. up a, 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 my left hand as if I'm doing a guitar. I'm like, oh, I see it. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I didn't mean I'd to interrupt stage.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on stage just looking at it, and it makes me smile. And then kind of over the years, I decided, you know, I want to start making guitar picks. But I'm afraid to put These Young Fools on it because I don't know what the heck's going to happen with it. I'm afraid to put flicker and Fade. So Mm -hmm. I I need to start kind of branding my own little logo. And I thought, you know, it's my tattoo. And so I I started putting that on guitar picks. And then Mm -hmm. right when Corey quit the band, that's when I had that moment. And I just looked down and, all right, that's it. I'm going with that. I didn't want to think twice about it. Bytor, that little skull is called Bytor. (laughs) <laughs> and pretty much, you know, with skulls, it's, it's everybody underneath their skin looks the same. And so it's kind of another meaning of everybody's equal,
2: mm-hmm. especially
1: in this world when, you know, there's so much struggle with that. Gotcha. it kind of represents that as well. Because we're all equal. Mm-hmm. We should all just love each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. That's a that's a really good way to uh, way to look at it because that that's uh, that's something that I've been meaning to ask and I keep forgetting to because I I I remember it was I I don't remember if it was the first or second time that uh, that you performed at the KGRG studios but at the end of your set you handed me one of the uh, one of your picks with the skull logo on it and even at the time and you know I just took it as you know a A a very nice gesture and a great gift, Um, and I love it. It's sitting on uh, my desk at home, and you know, it's like, hey, this is a pretty cool skull logo. I and I didn't put it all together until after you had rebranded as Bitor. I'm like, I recognize that little Skully guy, and I go and look at my. I'm like, (laughs) oh, sure enough. (laughs) So, so I I thought that was uh, you know extra special and and pretty cool and. It's uh, yeah, it's one of one of my favorite souvenirs from uh, uh from that from that era from that uh, KGRG era for me. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 glad uh, you were able to share the story with me. I appreciate that. Thanks. Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah. You know
1: I I absolutely so appreciate you and appreciate the fact that you take the time to talk to me. That are interested in what I'm doing, and you and KGRG are such a huge part of my great memories that I experienced out in Seattle. And I had this vision Mm -hmm. that when one of my bands was going to make it big, (laughs) that I wanted to come back and say, well, this is where it started. This guy right here helped with Mm -hmm. all of it. By playing our songs, by giving us radio interviews, Mm -hmm. by doing podcasts. And that's still part of my vision that I want. And I made sure that I had to add you in the first documentary, Mm -hmm. at least have a picture and explain it. And then, I don't know, that this is not really giving away anything, but you're going to be in this next documentary, and you might just be opening up the whole damn thing. <laughs> after the credits, I should start to the main title.
0: Oh, uh, there we go. Right. Yeah. yeah cause cause you,
1: gave me, you gave me such a, a great video to work with, and as an editor, I'm like, damn, this is just awesome stuff to work with here. <laughs>
0: And yeah, so just uh, you know, it, to explain a little further for for folks listening, um, so Michael had reached out to me and asked me, you know, if I could just do kind of like you know a, a little bit of like maybe like a promo video, you know, just kind of talking about you know why I like his music and what I'm looking forward to, and I uh, I kind of got into that similar headspace that I think you were describing uh, when you were talking about taking on the documentary. And like you know, I you know kind of you know played with my phone and tried to figure out what the right angles was, and that, uh, that 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 took me that took me like half a day to do actually, and 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 I was very glad to do it because it, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, just kind of like uh, doing it in that documentary style. And something you said earlier when we were talking is that that uh, perspective of answering questions that nobody's asking. <laughs> so you know it was. Yeah. Yes. It, it it was an interesting experience, and it and it kind of got me to kind of you know uh, uh, use some creative muscles that I that I hadn't quite used before. So um, so I'd like to thank you for the opportunity. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, and you know we may have to uh, do something more in the in the future with that because that was uh, again that was a ton of fun. But um, so yeah, so my video it sounds like will be will be featured in uh, upcoming episodes of Becoming By-Tor. Um You. Had Mentioned that your um, uh, your dad did a piece also, right? Like, he's, uh, he's part of it?
1: My dad? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be – I want to add him – well, it's like I said in episode two, when you're going to mm-hmm. dig a little bit deeper into, like, who I am as a person yeah. and why I became a musician. You're going to start seeing new people added to the story, like my dad, my sister – Friends that have been with me
2: oh, cool. through all of my
1: music years, actually, and then in that episode three, which is going to be purely KTF, that's my dad's going to send out this message of KTF, what it is, how it started.
0: I love it. So, that, yeah, but yeah, that that's why I wanted to ask you about because uh, um, uh, I, I would imagine that there's going to be plenty of guests uh, coming up in uh, future episodes of the documentary, in it and it definitely sounds like it. So. <laughs> cool yeah man awesome
1: yeah it's gonna be cool you know it's part two it's um, like i said i'm gonna you're gonna be in it and part three is <laughs> is gonna be continuing of like all those fan videos then that's when like the second half of the video that you made is going to be in part three too so ah, that'll be fun because i'm going to add in all of those people that i asked and so it's going to be cool. I can't wait to put that together. I wanted it to be in part two, but it ended up <laughs> turning out to be 35 minutes. I'm like, oh there's another 20 minutes. I'm yeah. going to have to split this because I know I've had some people, and unfortunately, this is just kind of how it is these days. Even 35 minutes is a little bit too long for people to watch something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really odd because—and um, and this is kind of some of the struggle I uh, I run into in podcasting and a lot of uh, my podcaster friends run into is kind of trying to nail that perfect length. You know, yep. sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's three hours. Like, you know, if you, you listen to me and my buddy Killing Spree talk about, like, these Star Wars movies and stuff, and we just go on and on and on— And what uh, podcasting much like, you know, uh, YouTube videos or any other type of documentary thing, what, what I have discovered as just kind of like a content creator and an artist kind of sort of in my own right, that sounds incredibly pretentious to say out loud is that, you know, uh, regardless of the length and format if the audience is there for you they will show up Um, yep and because, I mean, I used to be very, very insecure about, like, my episode length. So It's like, oh, well, you know, th- we talked for two hours. I should probably break this into two. And I just kind of reached a Zen point of, you know what? Um, and, and I actually got a lot of feedback from a lot of my friends as well. It's like, you know, think of longer format podcasts as more like a book. You know, it's like you you can listen to it. Um, and and I realized that that's how I listen to podcasts also, meaning like I'll I'll listen to like a show that's an hour and a half, half of it on my drive uh, to work and then the other half on my drive home. And it's not like, oh, my gosh, this is too long. I can't hang with this. Um, so, yeah, uh, video content, on the other hand is kind of, kind of a different beast. And, and I, I think your instincts are correct in that. Yeah. Trying to, trying to keep it concise. Um, Cause yeah, it, it's, it's, it's different listening to a podcast in your earbuds and, and actually like watching something on either your screen or your phone or wherever you consume your digital video content. But, but either way. Yeah, I, it's
1: so true, man. It's, I mean, like I up this whole dang thing was going to be fifteen, twenty minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it isn't it? Turns out no.
0: Well, isn't it interesting though that you know, like as as you create content, it, it just it kind of kind of becomes its own thing. You know, like, I, I'm sure you've run into this with uh, songwriting. It's like, you know, you might start off with, like, you know, a riff or a lick or a lyric or something like that, and then it just just kind of, you know, uh, comes alive and becomes its own thing and may end up being something completely different on the other side than what you originally intended.
1: It's so true, man. <laughs> it's crazy how it happens.
0: yeah definitely so so that is the documentary uh becoming by tour again that is going to be on uh, michael's website uh by tour um and while we're there let's uh, let's talk about some of the other things that you've got going on on the website because it looks like that's that's really kind of the hub for uh pretty much every era of uh of your music and i was wondering if you wanted to uh take a couple minutes before we close out and talk about the website and what uh, what folks can uh, uh, experience there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, earlier this year, and I kind of talked about this a little bit in the documentary. Well, it's going to be part three, but earlier this year, I, I took a marketing course and it got me thinking a little bit differently how to go about being an independent musician and how you should consolidate your music to just your website, actually, because most musicians and independent musicians think let's just put it up apple music spotify google play youtube everything but when you're doing that sure people will come to your music but you're not making anything as a as a musician if your goal is to make this a career Mm -hmm. and so the best thing that you could do is just don't put it up on all of those streaming services because you're not, not making any money unless you're Beyonce and get millions of streams a day. <laughs> you're just not going to make anything. So if right. you put it on your website, put up samples of the songs, and hopefully if someone likes it, maybe they'll buy your album right then and there. And so that's what I did. I wanted to have a These Young Fools tab, which this is the These Young Fools era. Here's all the songs that we did.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then Flicker and Fade, here's the EP Start a Fire that we did. And so people could still purchase it. And that, you know, the guys that, like Corey and Ryan and all the other guys in These Young Fools that actually made these songs could still gain some sort of you know, credit and also... Mm-hmm little bit of money from it because we put our blood, heart, tears, blood, you know, all that into the song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I have a, a music tab, which is all my latest instrumentals that I do just have the full song up because I'm not I'm thinking in my mind right now, I don't want to charge people to buy an instrumental album. It's more so people can enjoy it at the moment and also mm-hmm. when I need to recruit musicians, hey, go to this tab if you like my songs and feel like you could join my band you know that's a, a good place for me to direct people to listen to the songs
0: that's really cool and then i
1: also got a merch tab too
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah so it's really just a good place for anybody who's curious and what i'm doing with biotor well it's all on my website gotcha By-Tour episodes different type of blogs i've made Oh yeah, man.
0: Yeah. And like like we were talking about at the top. I mean, it's like you've you've been pretty active uh in terms of generating content recently. You know, you've uh you've written a couple blogs. We've talked a lot about the uh documentary and uh, and the other uh new instrumental song uh, Never Over. Um what would be the best way for folks to connect with the latest and greatest and most current uh, happenings with all things by tour?
1: Pretty much, just just go to my Instagram. That's where I put my most focus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Facebook is still a great tool, and you know, when you post something on Instagram, you could also share it to your Facebook page too. But Instagram is kind of where I feel more comfortable. It's a little easier to use. I feel like I could reach more people with. Mm-hmm. Instagram, and so my handle is just at Bytor music.
0: Awesome, and you're on the other social medias also, right? Uh, Twitter, Facebook.
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I don't really ever use Twitter. I kind of don't <laughs> understand it. I mean, I, I get that you put out tweets. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I don't
1: really know how to utilize it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, and there's uh there's also a newsletter that folks can sign up for also, right the uh, the Bytor newsletter.
1: Yeah, and so the whole purpose of giving away a free song it's you know I've heard that concept before, and I always thought that was a great idea, but especially when I took the marketing course. You know, people like free stuff, and then if I'm giving away a free song, <laughs> but then I like, collect your email address. It's just not the fact that I wanna I, I made a recent video saying I'm not gonna send out spam emails, but I do wanna let you guys know what I'm doing if, mm-hmm. if I figure someone's gonna take the time to download my single and give me their email address that it's okay for me to send out messages like, Hey, you know, here's my latest episode and just new just news basically.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. Well, Michael Geisler, Bytor, it has been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. This has been great. Um, always, uh, always love hanging out with you here on these uh, on these interviews. Um, before, uh, uh, before we go our separate ways for now, um, was uh, are there any particular shout outs you would like to uh, give, or any other final thoughts you'd like to share before, uh, uh, before we sign off?
1: Yeah, man, I just want to give a shout-out to you. Really, you do such great work. I remember Big E's last episode. I made sure that I had to tune in to that because mm-hmm. it was like, like you said, it's the end of an era. Yeah. I don't know anybody at KGRG anymore. <laughs> it made me sad to listen to, it. and I could tell just in your voice and with Big E that there was a little bit of sadness in there. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, it was just the end of a beautiful era that I, I was so happy to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, my shout outs to you, of course, all my family and friends, and yeah, man,
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to keep in touch. Um, you know, as uh, as things develop and new things come down the pike, you know, you've uh, you got my number and you know where to reach me at. So would uh, would definitely like to, uh, uh, you know, rekindle, uh, you know, our, our collaborative uh, friendship here. So I'm, I'm really excited to uh, continue to support what's uh, what's going on with Bytor and and what's uh, what's in the future for Michael Geisler. It's uh, it's fun stuff.
1: So yeah, I absolutely appreciate it, man. was a good time talking to you.
0: And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to listen to any of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, and wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you would like to give me a review on iTunes, five stars, please, I will read your review and give you a shout-out on the air. Send me a screenshot or let me know because I'm not an Apple user and and I uh, don't want to miss your review. Um, And if you're an independent artist like my buddy Michael and would like to be a guest on the show, let me know, and I'll get you on the schedule. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio and write into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. For my guest, Michael Geisler, by tourmusic.com. My name is Mike, this has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make it choices.